Hello ladies and welcome to another podcast episode of Woman to Woman. On today's episode, we're going to talk about six things that we owe it to ourselves to learn as women. So stick around and I pray that you gain valuable insight from today's episode. Hello ladies, welcome to another episode of Woman to Woman. I'm so excited to have you join me on today. If you're tuning in, thank you so much for uh, tuning in on uh, my podcast, Woman to Woman. Thank you for your support of this ministry. I love each and every one of you so, so much. Um, And uh, this, uh, this podcast, Woman to Woman, is here for you. We are here to uh, talk about the highs and lows of womanhood, to talk about relationships, talk about all things concerning womanhood. Just want to let you ladies know that though I may be a leader in ministry, though, um, you know, I may have a call in my life from God, I can relate to you. I understand the things that a woman goes through in life. So I'm here to encourage you, uh, to inspire you, and, and, and for us to just journey together through this thing called womanhood. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing to go through it all by yourself, but it's another thing to have a like-minded woman that understands uh, your situations, that understands your emotions, your feelings, that understands it all. So that is what I'm here for. So once again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for your support. So today's episode, we're going to talk about six things that we owe it, that we owe to ourselves to learn as a woman. And so um, you you all know if you've been listening to my podcast that I love pulling articles from the Internet. Things that we can relate to, things that we may go through, things that we may deal with so that we can go over the writer's thoughts and kind of dissect it, uh, you know, maybe apply it to areas of our life where we can improve uh, and things like that. So I got this particular article from article from thoughtcatalog.com. And the title is No One Can Determine Your Worth and Five Other Things You Owe It to Yourself to Learn. But there are six points in this article. So I titled this episode, Six Things You Owe to Yourself to Learn. And so we're going to jump into this article. I won't be before you ladies long. I just want you to listen. You know, I've read some bits and pieces of it, but I haven't read the whole thing. I like to kind of come um, with an, an unbiased opinion and just kind of read um, off, off the top and then, you know, break it down. So, uh, most of this I'm hearing for the first time, just like you're hearing for the first time. Okay. So she starts off by saying, we are taught from young, from a young age that other people's opinions matter. Usually a lot more than our own opinions matter. And that is true. You know, as a girl, you know, growing up, I was taught that other people's opinions matter. I'm sure that you ladies can agree that even growing up, um, as a little girl, you're taught that other people's opinions matter. So you apply it, other people's opinions to your life as, as you grow older. She says, we grow up seeking approval from our, from our family, our peers, our love interests. We chase the validation of others because we believe that the way they see us is so much more important than the way we see ourselves. That is so true. We exist in relationships where, where our worth is dependent upon the way we are treated. The love they give us, the words they spit from their mouths, like poison and arguments, the times they say nothing at all. She says we internalize it. And that is so true. I know as women, 
we eternalize, eternalize things, um, internalize, I'm sorry, internalize things. I know I do. And I'm pretty sure some of you ladies can, can, can testify to that, that you internalize things. She says, we own it. We use it as our truth. We use it as evidence that we don't deserve more, but we owe it to ourselves to stop this narrative. In fact, here are six things all of us need to learn. So here are six things she suggests that we learn. So as we go through these six things, uh, as I kind of read these things, I want you ladies to just think about where you are in your life. Think about how can you how you can apply these six points to your life to better yourself, to better your outlook on life, to better your outlook on yourself, your perspective of yourself. Okay, so number one, she says no one can determine your worth. She says not the girls at school who told you you were too fat or too thin, too smart or too stupid to be their friend. Not the boys who consistently treat you like crap because they're worried you'll you'll only figure out you're too good for them and leave. Not the family members who question why you haven't landed your dream job yet or got engaged yet or managed to secure a mortgage yet. None of that matters. What matters is how you see yourself. What matters is what exists in your heart. And if you know that to be golden, then you have to stop letting others pick at you and pull you apart. You know, I have to clap on this one. I have to clap on this one, ladies. No one can determine your worth. See, people, you know, and, and I experienced this in my own life. People will put their expectations on you and say, well, you know, uh, you should be here at this point in your life. You should be at this place in your life. And because you're not, that means uh, uh, your, your, you know, your worth is questioned. So she says here. You know, even when family members will question you, why haven't you done this? Why haven't you got married? Why haven't you had kids? Why haven't you secured a house, a mortgage? You know, that automatically, you know, determines on their behalf your worth and say, oh, they're not worthy. Oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, they must, you know, not, they don't have what it takes or things like that. She says no one can determine your worth. Right. So all these outer, outer things, these superficial things does not determine your worth. She says, what matters is what exists in your heart, right? That is where your worth is. What you know to be true within yourself, right? You hold on to that and you let no one pick you apart because of it. You know, she says you have to stop letting others pick, pick at you and pull you apart. If you know what's in your heart. So as women, we must know, you know, um, who we are and what what's in us first of all if, if God is in you if, if you serve the Lord he's in you and that that should deem you already uh, 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 worthy right no one can determine your worth do not allow anyone to determine your worth we have to make sure that we know who we are and that we stand solid on the fact of who, of who we are and allow no one to tell us where we should be and then to comparing our stories to others and comparing our lives to families, friends and people around us. You know, our worth comes from within. I totally agree with her. Number two, she says comfort is not a reason to stay in a bad relationship. Well, she used another word, <laughs> but comfort, she says, is not a reason to stay in a bad relationship. She says comfort is warm and safe and it's a trap. Comfort can make us lose touch with what we really desire and deserve. Sure, comfort means coming home to the same familiar house with the same familiar routine, sleeping in the same familiar bed with the same family 
I'm sorry, same familiar body beside you if you're married. But if you're coming home and choosing your onesie and a milky drink and a Netflix over conversation, that isn't comfortable. It's a rut. It's settling. You deserve to come home to a home cooked meal on the table by candlelight. You deserve to be picked up from work and whisked off somewhere you have never been before. You deserve someone who wants to listen to every detail of your day, even the mundane parts, even the parts when you were not your best self and snapped at a colleague because you were exhausted and stressed. She says, and you deserve someone who isn't going to tell you what you should have done better, what they would have done. You just deserve to be heard. Comfort isn't happiness. It's just practical. It's safe. It's two people who have stopped putting in the effort because the spark just isn't there anymore. It's two people afraid of seeking something better because the unknown scares the hell out of them. But on the other side of that fear, who knows, maybe you'll find some magic. So she says comfort is not a reason, number two, to stay in a bad relationship. So comfort, she says, is a trap. And I totally agree. When we get familiar with a, with a, a place or a person, a man, we stay comfortable in that thing. She says, because comfort feels warm and safe. And I do agree with her. I don't know if you ladies can agree, but comfort, sometimes it can feel warm and safe, but it is a trap. It will definitely make you delu- make you lose desire, your, a, a real desire of what you desire and deserve. When you stay in the place of comfort, you lose your own desires uh, and, and, and dreams and uh, um, goals in life. I think that that that's, that's can, can, you know, go as far as saying it overall of life, because if that relationship is bad, you have no one pushing you out of that place of comfort. Right. She said with that, we, we, uh, w- 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 really, it will make us lose sight, lose touch of what we really desire and deserve. I totally agree. I mean, there's nothing else to say. She said, sure, it means coming home to familiar things, familiar people, right? But it's it's a rut, she said. It can become a rut. So don't get comfortable in a bad relationship when you know in the back of your mind there's something better for you. God has something more for you, right? Because you will stay in that rut. You won't be able to come up. You'll think that this is the best that God has for me. This is the best that life has to offer me. It it becomes settling. You know, she says you deserve to come home to a home cooked meal on the table. I agree. Candlelit, candlelit dinner. You deserve to be picked up from work and whisked off somewhere you've never been. You deserve, you deserve someone who loves you and wants to push you and, and make you level up in your mind and level up in life. Right. Don't get comfortable. If you're in a relationship where it's comfort, where it's comfort, you know, compare the good compare say you know you know I deserve this but what are you getting you know I deserve this but what am I getting I deserve this right here but I'm getting if it's not lining up then you know you're settling you're you're in a place of comfort number three she says you're allowed to shut yourself off from the world she says with with what with WhatsApp and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, it is so easy to find yourself glued to your phone screen rather than actually living in the moment. It's so easy to feel as if you have to reply to every group chat with with its 400 messages or your friend who is in need of some advice right away. We have gotten to the point, she says, where we feel guilty of having some me time, where we are afraid of our battery dying or losing signal. 
but we have to constantly post photos of a fake happiness just so everybody else feels jealous. We have to stop listening to what we need mentally and emotionally and giving ourselves that alone time to just rest, recharge and process. She says, you are allowed to turn your phone off. You're allowed uh, to not to not reply until tomorrow or whenever you feel up to it. You do not have to talk about every little thing that you are feeling. You are allowed to just be on your own and try to untangle your thoughts by yourself. You are allowed to be uh, out of action on social media because in reality, it isn't the end of the world if you lose a few followers. She says, what matters is losing yourself. What matters is not listening to what you need. Go for a walk. Leave your phone at home. Put your music in, but turn your notifications off. Have a hot bubble bath with your favorite book and sit in your favorite place and have a cold glass of wine. Stop looking outwards at the world and how you present yourself and how others perceive you. Listen to the voice inside your head. It needs to be heard. I agree. You're allowed to shut yourself off from the world. As women, we, I think that's a must. I think that's a part of self-care. Shutting yourself off from the world, from social media, turning your phones off, having some you time, having some me time, right? Um, and don't feel guilty about it. She says some, some of us have gotten to the point where we feel guilty for having some me time. We're just afraid of, of just, you know, not having our phone beside us. And, and then she also says, you know, taking photos of a fake smile, fake happiness. So everyone else feels jealous. Never succumb to that place. As women, I think we should just never succumb to that place. You know, many of us, we pour out on a daily basis. So that means we have to recharge. We have to shut down. We have to rest. We have to process things. So, you know, as we rest, we're being poured into by God so that we'll have something to pour out to others. So very important. You're allowed to shut yourself off from the world sometimes. I totally agree with her. Number four, she says numbers do not define you. The number at the top of your Instagram grid does not define you. The number of likes on your latest photo does not define you. And the number staring back at you when you stand at the scales does not define you. She says we spend so much time valuing others and our worth based on numbers and percentages, but they don't mean anything. Not in the grand scheme of things. She says your number of followers does not tell anybody about the kindness which exists in your heart. The number of likes on a photo or a status does not define how funny you are or how beautiful you are. The number of on the scales doesn't tell you how great you look in that gorgeous little black dress. It doesn't know anything about the number of men and women who look at you and all wishing to be you and have you. We need to stop using numbers to validate ourselves, to tell us what we should eat or what to wear or who to be. Numbers are simply just numbers. But who you are and how you love and the way you uh, scrunch your nose when you smile and throw your head back when you laugh, that is the real substance of who you are. She says that's what matters. I totally agree with her. Number four, numbers do not define you. I think that was just broken down so excellent and so good. Never look at, you know, the people who like your photo, the people who validate you, approve you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because that does not define the essence of who you are. The essence of who you are is who you are behind closed doors, is how you treat people, how you love, what you think of yourself, how, how, how do you live your life from day to day, your relationship with God, those things define you not numbers people like your stuff one day they don't like it the next day and then if you're paying attention to that 
you know, there goes your emotions. One day you're up, next day you're down. Next day you're up, next day you're down. Allowing people to define you, allowing numbers to define you. What matters? And I love the way she put this. Numbers are simply just numbers. She says, but who you are and how you love, the way you scrunch your nose when you smile and throw your head back when you laugh, that is the real substance of who you are. That's what matters because that's who you are. I love that. What do you ladies think about that? Numbers do not define you. So if you've gotten to a place where you're allowing social media to define you, numbers, friends, the likes and all that, I encourage you to step away. If you've gotten to that place, step away, shut down for a while. Like she said in number three, shut yourself off from that, from that uh, space of social media for a time so that you can get back into a place where you're locked in on what truly matters about yourself so that when you come back, you know, it doesn't matter who doesn't like you. See, and that's the thing. We think that because someone likes our picture, they like us, but they don't really know you. It's just a picture. It's just a moment in time that's been snapped, but they don't know what's on your mind. They don't know what's in your heart. They don't know what you do in your daily life. They don't know how you give, how you sacrifice. They don't know the love in your heart. They don't know anything about you. All they see is just a picture, a moment in time that snapped for whatever purpose you put that picture up, right? Numbers do not define you. I agree. Number five, she says, comparing yourself to others is a form of self-harm. We are all guilty of this, comparing our bodies, our lives, our financial situations, and our relationships to our friends and to strangers on social media. We compare what we know to be real to what others want us to believe is real. We spend so much time wishing for what others have and not appreciate what we have ourselves. We use it to torture ourselves, pull ourselves apart, and hate ourselves. She says, we use it to define who we are and what we deserve. And that's a form of self-harm. So what if you aren't married yet? So what if you aren't squeezing into a size six jeans? You have a successful career and you are surrounded by wonderful friends. And maybe someone out there is looking at you and, and craving what you have. She says, we need to stop beating ourselves up for not having what we think we are supposed to have and just enjoy the things we do have. Number five, comparing yourself to others is a form of self-harm. I totally agree. You're tormenting. To me, she said torture. I think she said torture in this, but I go further to say it's torment. You're tormenting yourself. I want to be like that. I'm not like that. So this means that I, I, I'm, I must be nothing. I must be no good. I must not, uh, you know, God must not let me. We, we compare ourselves in all these aspects. She says, but it's a form of self-harm. It's a form of torture. You're harming yourself. Stop beating yourself up. If, if you find yourself in that place, stop beating yourself up. Because you think you don't have what somebody else have. And she says, just enjoy what you do have. Enjoy where you are in life. And know that God will get you to where you want to be. You know, you may not have that relationship that someone else has that may seem. And see, on social, me on social media, relationships seem but you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You know, you may not have that house that that person has as they're posting. Why, why are they posting their house on social media? I mean, that's just my view. Why are you posting your, your, your house? But you don't know. They may be crying at night in their house because they've gotten themselves into something that, that they can't afford. All because they want to put on a show. You just never know people's situations. So I say, you know, behind closed doors, it's totally different. A picture, right? They say a picture is worth a thousand words. Well... I don't know about that, okay, because you don't know what's going on in people's lives. You, somebody could be taking a picture, and you like that picture because they're smiling, happy, have on the latest fashions or whatever, 
And it may seem, you know, like, man, they must have a, a beautiful life. You don't know. Behind closed doors, they go home depressed, you know, crying in bad relationships. So never compare your life. Never compare yourself to others. It's a form of self-harm. It's a form of hate, too. It's a form of torture. I totally agree. Number six, she says, nothing will change if you don't change it. This seems like such a simple statement, and yet so many of us still refuse to see it. Maybe because change is so scary. If you are unhappy in your work or your relationship or, or any other part of your life, then you can change it. But only if you actually put your words and thoughts into action. She says, stop letting fear paralyze you. Yes, your application might not be successful. Yes, you may leave your relationship and find yourself alone and unhappy. Yes, so many things go wrong, but what if they go right? What if this part of your life is just something you look back on in years to come and think, how in the hell did I deserve that? You did because you're strong and you will change it because you're strong. You can do so much more than you allow yourself to believe you are capable of. She says, sweet girl, you're capable of anything. Number six, nothing will change if you don't change it. I was listening to a podcast this, this morning. And this is the exact thing we were talking about. Nothing will change unless you change it. If you want different, do different. If you want different, do different. If you're unhappy uh, on your job, if you're unhappy in, in, in your relationship, if you're unhappy in any part of your life, change the scenario. Don't stay in a rut. Don't stay stuck in a place where you're unhappy. And then all, all the only thing that comes out of your mouth is complaining about the situation. It's your life. It's our lives, ladies. So we can change the narrative. As long as you take God with you, God doesn't want to see. I, I truly believe God doesn't want to see you in a rut. God doesn't want to see you unhappy. Change the narrative. Change the direction of, 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 of your life. Change the direction of where you're going and allow God to meet you there so that, you know, as you go and, and you open up doors uh, for yourself to be happy, God will meet you and begin to open up better doors for you to be happy. Nothing will change unless you change it. I totally agree with her. We're capable of doing so much as women, as women. And I know life can be so hard, but just because we are a woman, just because we are women, life can be so hard. Things pull us at us from the right to the left, from the back to the front. You know, uh, it seems like Maybe uh, uh, if there's if there's not one thing happening, it's another. If something's not coming at us and something else as women, I, I, I know there's so much we take on and there's so much we have to give. But if you can do these six things, if you can put these six things into play, I believe that, you know, you will find your life um, more, more peaceful. You won't have to stress about what others think or feel about you. You can go on and be your best self. You can rise up and be everything God created you to be, right? Um, and I think it's so important, once again, that you learn, we learn to shut ourselves out uh, um, out from the world or shut, shut the world out. Have a moment where we shut down and really, you know, feel what we're feeling, recharge, refresh, renew ourselves, you know, rest so that we will be in the right mindset. Mental health, listen, is one of the most important things nowadays. Mental health is so important. And I know that, you know, being someone who's spiritual, the enemy is always going to be attacking. 
you know, attacking your, your mind and throwing fiery darts at your mind so that you won't have peace. But it's so important to shut yourself out, to shut the world out, to take a moment, listen to the voice in your head. It needs to be heard. Listen to your feelings. Get into a place where it's just you and God. I pray that this podcast episode has blessed your life. The six things that we owe it to ourselves to learn. If you um, want to go back and listen to this podcast over and over just to get these six points, please do so because I believe that they're helpful and this valuable information. And once again, I per- uh, not purchased, I'm going to say purchased. Huh? Once again, I got this um, article from thoughtcatalog.com, thoughtcatalog.com. Share the, this podcast with a, a girlfriend. Share this podcast with one of your best girlfriends. Even go back and listen to the other episodes and share them with your girlfriend so that they can bless not only your life and the lives of others, the women that are around you. Thank you, ladies, once again. Have a great week, and I will see you guys here um, again the first Tuesday of January. Bye-bye.